You're listening to Sprott Money's Monthly Wrap-Up with Craig Hemke. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's late May 2022, so it's time for your monthly wrap-up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us this month is Tavi Costa. Tavi, an old friend of ours who is a partner and portfolio manager with Crescat Capital in Denver. It's going to be great to get his input on all that has taken place this month and begin to look ahead to June. Before we get there, though, please remember that this content is brought to you by SprottMoney.com. Anytime you are in the market for physical precious metal or looking for a place to store it, SprottMoney.com needs to be your number one go-to site. All kinds of great deals, always competitive pricing, SprottMoney.com. Or you can call them at 888-861-0775. Okay, let's get this underway. Tavi, thank you for spending a few minutes with me. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me again. Looking forward to this. This has been a doozy, though, of a month, Tavi. Mm-hmm. So I got to get your thoughts first and foremost on what we've dealt with over the last, oh, really, five or six weeks now. I think it was uh, the Monday after Easter that gold briefly trade above 2000 and silver trade up near 27. And then it was straight down the elevator shaft for about five weeks in a row. Uh, what do you make of that? And uh, yeah, you might just throw in about, you know, from a macro sense, what your firm makes of all that. Yeah. Um, it's been, uh, as you said, it's been kind of chaotic with, with what's happening with, uh, with the markets as a whole, I would say the, there's some sort of, uh, a liquidation, uh, uh, that happened in the markets with uh, even more of the unfolding of the, this this uh, problems that we've seen with long duration assets and technology companies and uh, really the, the capital outflows from things that have been crowded over the years uh, to things that are uh, really unloved, which are, uh, in my view, tangible assets. And so that rotation continues to happen. But recently, uh, the steep decline in equity markets uh, caused some liquidation uh, uh, in, in some folks and other portfolios. And I think there's, uh, there's a lot going on under the hood uh, in, in markets. Uh, crypto assets have really uh, plunged in the last uh, weeks or so. Uh, we've had a, a few, a few uh, cryptocurrencies actually going to zero, uh, which is uh, a little bit of a reminder of, of, uh, of risk uh, in, in, in management in general for, for some folks. And uh, but it's uh, you know it's 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 a good reminder of when cost of capital rises is you know folks have to do fundamental analysis you know we're back to that uh, which we saw that back in the nineties maybe yep. mid two thousands and uh, I think uh, most market participants have forgotten how to behave in this environment but uh, profitability is back and Craig if you look at the markets right now the sector that is is really lagging is is not even technology we saw the technology lagging period all the way back to 2021 february uh and now i think what's really lagging is actually consumer discretionary guess why because mm-hmm. it's, it's the the squeeze of margins is is real um and those are the businesses that have some of the lowest margins in 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 the whole overall market right now and so uh, we're seeing profitability becoming a priority again, um, as as we thought it would, uh, and and so therefore we're seeing some some of those companies with very lean margins uh, having having issues now. So, well, let's talk about that as it relates to the mining sector, Tavi, uh, about margins getting squeezed with input costs for miners going up so much, and diesel fuel, you know, energy, the rest. 
And a lot of the, the majors pointing that out with their last round of, of uh, earnings results, talking about, oh man, our all, all in sustaining costs are going up and we're getting squeezed in all these different directions. Um, you've been a big proponent of the shares and how they're finally spitting off free cash flow, that sort of thing. Um, how, how aggressively do you factor in inflation, that sort of thing, and how you guys evaluate uh, mining companies that you want to invest in? Yeah, some of the producers certainly have been impacted negatively with the, their margins too. Um, but I would say at least their products and uh, what their commodity, underlying commodity that they sell uh, is, is, is moving to, in the right direction. Even though gold and silver uh, may not be going up as much as we thought it would, at least it's not, it's not going down uh, like technology stocks are in the last uh in the last uh, few uh, uh, few months, and so uh, I think there's more of an intellectual uh, arbitrage when you think about what's happening in commodities, just for the fact that there's a, a lack of knowledge in the space, creating a lot of inefficiencies. When you look at the free mm -hmm. cash flow in aggregate for the miners, uh, it's quite interesting. There is a little bit of a divergence with uh, where gold prices are versus where free cash flow is, meaning free cash flow is not following as strong as as actually. Uh, gold prices are when you look on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis. Um, however, it's not really as significant as you're seeing in other parts of the market. And so that should still, you know, I think the overall equity market will suffer, including mining stocks when it comes to uh, margins. Um, but but I think I think that those uh, uh, the mining uh, space is certainly uh, should be favored, uh, considering the fact that we're holding uh, tangible assets and and the the issues on supply should continue to lead uh, to higher prices of, of those businesses. And so, you know, it's been a lot of negative uh, with pessimism in general for for the industry. But I don't think things have really changed uh, as far as the thesis remains as strong as it gets and. Um, I think investors, uh, it's a time to get busy and, and, and accumulate assets as much as you can in the space. That's my view, at least. Um, but um, uh, I think fundamentals continue to look really strong. Energy companies, free cash flow yields for energy companies, despite the, the recent appreciation price of those stocks, look uh, really, really strong. I mean, it's, it's probably one of the strongest free cash flow yields we've seen in history. And so- uh, commodities still look very attractive. And I think that's a real trend. Uh, I, I posted a chart recently of commodities versus NASDAQ. And mm -hmm. NASDAQ is now decoupling from, from commodities. Or commodities are decoupling from NASDAQ, where NASDAQ is starting to fall as, as commodities are up almost 180% all the way back to the pre-highs of the pandemic in February 19. And you're looking at NASDAQ uh, now, you know, there's a, a separation of over 50 percentage points between the two uh, asset classes. And so uh, quite interesting what's going on. You know, you mentioned commodities, Tavi, and, and so many base metals have, have had such a strong 18 to 24 months. But silver really hasn't, you know, and, and I know that weighs on a lot of silver investors' minds because it's been a really sideways 10 years. I guess at this point, um, I did a thing. One of the features that we do every month here at Sprott Money is ask the expert, and the exp expert here in May from a couple of weeks ago was Frank Justra. And one of the questions somebody had sent in for Frank, I think, I just maybe prompted this in my head that I'd ask you this too, because uh, the question that was for Frank was, you know, if silver can't keep up with inflation, then how can silver mining companies expect to? 
perform long term. You know, if they're constantly getting squeezed in their margins, if their output of their uh, what they produce isn't keeping up with inflation, then their costs are just going to keep rising faster than their product. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of that? Is it, I mean, do we need obviously higher metal prices are always going to help, but is that particular in the commodity story that you know since silver's performed so poorly for years that that it maybe other more base metal mining or gold metal mining is a better place to look? Well, it's an interesting question because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at the same time. Mm, As monetary conditions tighten here, uh, it should also hurt a lot of the producers to continue to produce. And so at some point, it should lead to uh, even lower supply and more constrained supply that should uh, increase the uh, the pressure towards uh, the appreciation of those those commodities. I mean, I've been also very surprised with the price of silver, uh, but I should point out that the goal for an investor is to identify long-term trends and accumulate assets prior to the move. And what I think it's interesting here is we've had the same case for energy, let's say. You know, if you look at oil, for instance, back in 2020, the case for oil was just as strong as the case for silver is today. The thing is, there was a trigger at that time, uh, many triggers, some of them, the Green Revolution started to really move forward. And we had the election, uh, which shifted leadership in the US. Um, and we had the oil prices going negative. Uh, and some companies went bankrupt during that time. And so there, there was some sort of trigger that caused the beginning of a bull market for oil. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, as an investor, it's just very, very difficult and challenging to have that crystal ball to figure out what, what the trigger is. I have some ideas what it could be. It could be yield curve control. It could yep. be a reversal of the Fed policy. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be so many things. Now, what I do think is, is it's going to look obvious when silver, in my view, gets up to, let's say, $50 an ounce or so. I think a lot of people will look back and say, yeah, that was very obvious that, that this was a, a very strong case and you should be buying it. But unfortunately, markets don't behave that way. They stay rational for sometimes longer than it deserves. And, and perhaps a lot of market participants uh, end up not, not really finding those inefficiencies as opportunities. And so- um, you know, as I said, our goal is to is to get as close as we can to identifying those long term trends, and I I think we identify one here. I mean, it's monetary asset uh, at a time of inflation when I think over history uh, certainly it, it's it's behaved very well. It, it certainly served as a hedge to inflation and performed better than gold during those times too. Uh, gold to silver ratio looks extremely attractive for silver right now. Uh, we know the supply side is 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 very constrained and mostly comes from countries uh, that have a lot of geopolitical issues, um, and so uh, it's it's historically undervalued relative to equities and, and and gold. As I said before, the monetary base uh, relative to other commodities, and so the case is is very very strong. The capbacks for the silver miners have been. Uh, dismal over the years. You look at the discoveries of silver has been very uh, low um, also. And so it's, you know, we aggregate the whole thesis. It looks really attractive. Who knows what the trigger is going to be. But I think as an investor, you want to be uh, a buyer, not 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 uh, not staying in the sidelines. Do you think, um, I guess I do, that we're headed toward what I call Powell pivot number two, uh, being that Powell pivot number one was when the equity markets crashed about 20% in the fourth quarter of 18, all of a sudden they went from tightening to loosening. Um, will it take a kind of a max pain environment again for equity investors to get to Powell pivot two? I think it's going to take a little more pain. I think, I think, um, 
it's interesting what's going on because you know we're we're looking kind of backwards on on things, particularly the Federal Reserve. Uh, and you you think about uh, just just in terms of earnings, you know, earnings are at peak right now. Uh, but are they really, you know, realistically in the next six months, I don't think they're going to be at peak at all. I think they're going to be much lower. Uh, we're seeing margin squeezes everywhere, as I was referring to before. Uh, labor markets, you know, what does it mean that technology companies are, uh, you know, behaving very poorly in the last uh, months or so? I mean, I mean, technology is a major part of the economy today. It's also a major part of labor. Uh, so what does it mean to uh, unemployment rates in the near future? Um, so I think there is a lot of there are a lot of questions when it comes to the the macro data that's going to be coming out in the next six to nine months uh, that we could be you know very well in a recession already. Uh, I'm I'm in that camp, but you know the Fed is 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 always late to the party. It might it might tighten monetary conditions even further. Um, some folks are worried that this is going to hit the commodities market. If it does, what an opportunity! Um, but in my view, the availability of capital. Um, is 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 one of the most important themes here, and 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 that is going away. That availability, the the excessive liquidity that we've had in over the years, uh, and the lack of discipline. Uh, it's it's almost like we have to go a little bit to to a more disciplined uh, world. Uh, very different than we've seen the progressively more uh, aggressive monetary fiscal policy over the last uh, twenty to thirty years, and so. Um, it's, you know, I, I, I personally think at some point we'll see 10-year yields is starting to uh, bother uh, some of the Fed members, and we may see some, some sort of yield curve control or at least an attempt uh, to that, um, and so I've, I've been on that camp, um, but I think we're going to see more pain in equity markets before the Fed really uh, uh, reverses its policy. Well, let's uh, finish with that question then, I guess, Tavi. If, if, as we look ahead now to June, May obviously being, uh, was a pretty challenging month. You had the May FOMC meeting about three weeks ago that kind of laid out this course of 50 basis points for next several meetings in a row. Um, what will you look for, do you think, to sense that, okay, the worst is over, at least for the, the metals? Will it be a a turn in the bond market, a turn in the dollar index, economic data. What will we be watching here in the month of June to kind of give you a feel that uh, things are turning for us? Well, look, I, I, I the short answer is I don't have that that uh, that clarity as as much as I wish I had. One thing I, I am looking at, and I never stop looking at, is if the macro thesis continues to be strong. And if, if I continue to identify that the long-term trends are, are still as appealing as they were before, um, you know, there, I think there's a lot of mining companies that kind of missed their window to raise capital. And so you've had uh, companies now having to raise money at a much lower valuations, which uh, it, the market is not going to treat well, most of those companies. And so it's a great opportunity to find great assets uh, for companies still hold great assets. They just uh, missed the window to raise capital. And so um, as, as an investor, I think you should be taking advantage of those, those opportunities going forward. Um, as far as, as, as any market signal, look, uh, uh, some of the signals that I think are important is, is that we just had one of the largest uh, tax revenues uh, in history of, of the U.S. Uh, in the last uh, 12 months. And mostly that has to do with uh, what the government was handing out of cash to the population. And basically everything went up uh, and we saw the basement of the currency in 2021 relative to other assets. And then folks had to pay 
some of their, uh, their, their share in terms of taxes. Uh, so majority of that came from individual taxes here. And so uh, I think uh, you got to be watching for what's, what's, what's the next, uh, you know, the next uh, development and the next development is going to be uh, fiscal spending and fiscal spending is, is, is really, really strong more than we've seen any other time uh, outside of recessionary periods, uh, even in, uh, adjusted for inflation. Uh, what we're spending when it comes to fiscal stimulus is, is absurd. And, and that to me is that fiscal and monetary disorder is what leads to uh, folks is starting to buy uh, monetary metals and over time. And so now that's what I'm paying very close attention to. Um, I think that any reversal in, in, in policy making, I think, would uh, start leading to uh, potential rising in metal prices. I think the 60-40 portfolios uh, and the unwinding of those portfolios in, in starting to really look into other or new uh, ways of hedging uh, their, uh, their, 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 uh, their portfolios. I think gold is going to play a role into that, uh, just like other commodities have done recently. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's hard to pinpoint one or two or three, uh, uh, things that, that can, you know, uh, make the shift on, on, uh, uh, to a full, uh, a full blown bull market for, for precious metals. But, uh, you know, the, the long-term case is really strong. Um, and so I think investors should just, uh, uh, lean on that part of it and 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 really continue to uh, to accumulate as much as possible. At least that has been our, our approach towards towards this. Right. So, Tommy, before we go, tell everybody a little bit about Crescent Capital. I am a uh, happy customer slash client, but <laughs> rather than me do the commercial, you tell everybody what you guys do out there in Denver. Oh, and we are very appreciative of having you as a client. By the way, um, we. Uh, we manage a global macro hedge fund, which has been doing very well this year. I think we're up about 40% year to date. Long short uh, as well is another fund that we that we manage. Uh, the Precious Metals Fund, uh, we launched back in uh, August of 2020. Uh, it's, it's, it's done very well uh, over uh, its, uh, since, since its, uh, its inception. Uh, I believe we're up uh, about maybe closer to 200% or so since inception. Uh, and our goal is really to invest in what we think it's going to be this exploration age, uh, Craig. I think, I think we're yeah. going to see, uh, you know, uh, the, the comeback of this exploration budget from, from the majors and other companies uh, in order to replenish their reserves. And I think uh, there's going to be an M&A cycle that we've never seen in the past. I mean, we've seen M&A cycles in the past, but I think this is going to be to a degree that we have not seen uh, over the last uh, few decades. And so I'm extremely excited. I think you want to own high quality assets in the space. Uh, and our goal is to, uh, is, is to be uh, leading investors of most of those deals that we believe are going to be world-class discoveries. Yep. All right. And one more thing before we go, just uh, the reminder I like to leave everybody with, of course, this content just doesn't appear from nowhere. Someone has to sponsor it and their sponsor is Sprott Money. So uh, do a couple of things for them. One, at least just give them a like or a subscribe on whatever channel you're listening to this or the monthly or the Ask the Expert segment or the, uh, the monthly precious metals projections, all the other great content that's brought money puts out. If you just give them a like or a subscribe, that helps get the cast a net a little wider and get the word out. But also anytime you're in the market to buy yourself some physical precious metal, again, everything's on sale at this point. Uh, make sure you stop by SprottMoney.com. They always have great deals on precious metal, but also storage of that precious metal. All the deals are on the website, SprottMoney.com. But of course, if you want to just pick up the phone and give them a call. They'll be happy to help you at 
0775. We've been speaking with Tavi Costa, portfolio manager and partner at Crescut Capital, uh, great voice of uh, in the precious metals industry, and great to get his perspective here in May. Tavi, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate it. From all of us here at SproutMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll have more content for you next month. <laughs>